Everybody, good morning or good evening, whatever time you're watching this. Welcome to the Growing Old Talking Council. As always, I'm your host Ace, and I'm your host McMillian, and we're back for another week of anime. And when and can I say it was a good week of anime here for the council? <laughs> but as always, if you would like to join the council, become a member, and stick with us as we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga. Then make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all the things about the council. And with that being said, council is now in session. Let, Let the, the meeting, meeting begin. begin. You throw me off every time you do that. <laughs> Apologies. Every time you do that. Um, but hello, everybody. Welcome back for another week. Welcome to the council meeting. As always, we're going to get started with some council announcements. Well, our first announcement we have here for today is so. I'm well. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna start with this one. So, everybody, One Piece fans, we back. We back in action. Our episode finally aired last, not last Saturday, yesterday, Saturday. It was a good one, in my opinion. Yes, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know. I was, you know, I was down bad, you know, for a good little month on my Saturdays. But luckily, Spy Family came in on the Saturdays that last week or so and, you know, helped me out a bit. So <laughs> now I got two animes to look forward to every Saturday. But yes, One Piece is finally back. Next week is looking to be a good ass, a good ass episode because we finally starting to fight between. Um, Luffy and Kaido, and this is gonna be epic. Soon to be great. So for your anime onlys out there, which includes me, we've been waiting a long time for this moment to come, and we're f- we're finally here. We're finally here. But um, speaking of another toy anime, uh, Dragon Ball Super, the superhero movie, got delayed back to June 11th in Japan because of the toy animation hack. The same hack that pushed delays some of the um animes that Toei produces. And I mean, for all the Dragon Ball fans, if you was looking forward to that, you know, sorry, but it got delayed. Um, probably, you know, it would have been better if they said something earlier, but maybe they didn't know that it was going to end up pushing it back yeah. for whatever reason. But due to the heck, they end up delaying it. Uh, any thoughts on that, Amelia? Um, I'm interested to see if this will affect the Western release, considering that it was also supposed to come out in the summer. And now it seems like if they keep it, uh, Japan and Amer- well, like uh, the Western release is going to be somewhat closer to the uh, original release, which could cause issues or just be good in general. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see if that's going to affect the Western release. I agree. Well, all right, moving on from there, we got. I'm surprised we even got this, but we got a season three teaser trailer for Demon Slayer. And yeah. this is this is actually pretty good that we're getting this trailer this soon because it lets you know that they're probably you know ripping up on production a lot faster than we thought. So, which we, which we assumed that was going to happen anyways because the manga is over with, so all the you know material is there. All they got to do is just adapt adapt it and you know put that bad boy on out. So what what do you, you know what you think about the trailer, sir? Um, <laughs> it gave a sliver. It didn't show I. <laughs> It didn't, I, I, as the person who knows the story so far, uh, it didn't show anything too important yet, but I think it gave it enough for people to get interested in and get the people who know what's coming hype. Um, I was surprised though that they didn't show anything of a character that, well, it's a character everyone knows. Uh, 
believe his name's Ginya. He's supposed to be in this se- in this season, and he got no promotional art. He's not in the trailer. It's like the, they don't want him here at all. It's wild. It's <laughs> about the the water hushra or the no, this Ginya oh. is Ginya is the other character from the. Uh, he's the other character that was at the uh, Demon Slayer selection. Oh, okay. Um, I know but, the the angry guy. Yeah, but they. Uh, but they only showed they've shown very little of him. He's supposed to be in the, he's in this season actually okay. a, uh a lot. And I'm surprised there are no but they only show promotional art of Mitsuru and um the Misashira and they haven't shown shit all of him. It's just funny to me. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I've heard back when um season 2 ended that he was supposed to be in season 3 though, but I guess mm-hmm. you know. It's just and, funny that they haven't shown anything of him. It's just like does he not exist to y'all? Like, what's going Listen, on? <laughs> he, he, they they waiting for the epic reveal. Okay, they waiting for the epic reveal. But um, moving on for our last council announcement we have here to, for today, our last latest special episode, special episode number six, our fall twenty twenty one recommendations is now live. So if you haven't had a chance to go check that out, please do so and let us know what you think. But that is all, that is all the council announcement we have here for today. We're gonna move straight into our episode for today, starting with. The Rising of the Shield Hero, Episode 2, Footprints of the Spirit Tortoise. And I'm just start going ahead and say this now. There was there was just a lot of exposition in this episode. Not much happened other than just talking. But, <laughs> but as always, we're gonna go through our quick summary and our major events. So starting <laughs> with our major event, the lady the young lady that we met at the end of episode one, she came back in this episode. Um, during the time where the shield hero was having a meeting with mm-hmm. the queen and the allied forces, and she, it turns out to be that she is a familiar of the spirit tortoise. Um, thoughts on that, McMillian? Um, that was interesting. I'll say that, like, uh, so apparently we find out that she, she's a familiar, and her duty is to basically collect souls. And the way that happens is that she enters a king's consort, if you will, and encourages that person that ruler of the state to engage in war and the war and the basically resounding loss of lives she collects and i guess feeds the spirit tortoise and the reason they do this is because the spirit tortoise was made in a way to help prevent or stop Stop the the waves from happening like as an alternative i guess it's like the heroes didn't work out um it's wild, honestly. I, I, it, it's a very interesting thing because I'm just like, okay, so they're meant to start war. I mean, and it's not like historically that's not like a, a thing that's not known to happen. Like a, there was that was like a, the age a of spies, plan, if you will. yeah, that was like in the age of like spies and stuff like that, sending a woman in to basically whisper in the king's ear to do this or do that is interesting. It's just weird that it's related to a whole magical turtle thing <laughs> you know like and not and not like some person i guess yeah. but i i mean i guess at some point the turtle was made the tortoise was made by someone to do it but it's very interesting and odd now especially with the fact that like she wanted to be stopped but we'll get more into that later yeah so yeah that, that, that is interesting so other than the main conversation that that was happening between the heroes and the allied forces basically they were just trying to figure out who was going to take lead and you know who was going to come up with the plan to actually stop the spirit tortoise but one of the most important pieces of information that we did get from this whole entire meeting is one 
Um, yes, we learned that Ogre was familiar, and then has she mentioned that you know this tortoise was here to stop the waves. But something even more interesting was happening is that um, we found out that the spirit dude in the event that um, the spirit tortoises human familiars were killed by like the heroes or something they were supposed to tell the heroes how to break the seal on these on the uh-huh. spirit tortoise in the event that for whatever reason the heroes couldn't stop the ways themselves they but due to legend apparently they're supposed to break the seal on the spirit tortoise and have him go kill you no know, thousands of people to collect souls and that way stop the stop the wave that way uh-huh. Which is pretty damn interesting. So, you know, we are we've been talking about this this back this quote unquote, you know, world backup that they got. Um, I guess how do you feel about the heroes actually having to you know having another role to play in and like I guess stopping the it's, waves? So it's interesting in the fact that like the way even uh Osthorai, the familiar talks about this option is that it's supposed to be under no circumstances, it's supposed to be like a first go-to. It's like this is the last thing that's supposed to happen because it's basically destroying the world anyway. Um, it's interesting because I'm just like, eventually you would run out of people, <laughs> and eventually if that happened, and and if that happens, then what did you really prevent? Like you, because the wave would just come and what it would just oh we have no people to kill no more. Because yeah, they they didn't say like yeah if we collect enough souls we can. Stop the wave, Perm- yeah. You know, permanently, permanently. They, none of that was mentioned. They just said, you know, we got to collect souls to stop the waves. They didn't say, yeah, we're gonna stop it. Per- this was, I'm, I'm assuming, by the way, if we got to go to these dr- drastic measures of killing off thousands of innocent people, that it will stop the waves permanently. Because if it doesn't, then what's the purpose? In my opinion, I mean, I think that's going off just for uh huh. Uh, all I'm saying is like I think that's the hope of whoever made the tortoise. I don't think that's the case though, because it didn't. Because they didn't even, even the familiar didn't say this, by doing this, it would stop it permanently. It's just like that. It just seemed like that would be the hope. I, I mean, it, I feel you. I'm just saying, but like, if it doesn't stop it permanently, it's just like, what? what is the reason? Exactly. That's the point. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think this was like, maybe this was like a last ditch effort. If the heroes do not work, hopefully this does or it buys us enough time to figure out some other thing. Because we also learned in this episode that there are more than just the four cardinal heroes. Correct. Um, we find out, like d- through the discussions within this meeting, that uh, the peep that the other, what I would say, the allies of the kingdom that Naofumi basically, uh, and the four heroes that four, that the four heroes were summoned to, uh, that apparently there are these seven star heroes uh, that you they use different weapons in the four heroes, and they're not as strong. Some of them are also summoned from different worlds. And but apparently they're very resourceful or helpful. Now, now in when learning about these things, now Fumi uh, thought that was he took a flashback to the three people he had to fight during that one wave. Did you think that was interesting that those that those seven heroes might be working on the side of the waves? Yeah, because because yeah, it, it one like you said, it confirmed that it was more heroes. But then it got me thinking: if there were already like you said, you no, know, these seven other heroes in this world, what what is the purpose of the four main heroes? If we there's a whole nother set of heroes, so are they? Do they have a completely separate mission, or are they just here to defend their own nations, well, or is there some other type of calamity we don't know about that they're dealing with? I mean, well, considering the fact that there is a giant tortoise. There could be a lot of things this world has that we don't know about, but it seemed like the seven heroes might be more so for like 
I don't want to say they're just contingency for if the four heroes fail, but they seem like they're supposed to be like some type of backup for the countries of this world. Considering that they said yeah. that the four heroes can be chosen from people from like uh people within like the other countries and stuff like that. Uh so they they seem to be like another driving force for the thing, but the fact that like they that some of them might be working against the four heroes based on some knowledge that we don't know about is very interesting. Do you um, think we'll get to see the seven heroes? Oh all? yeah, I, I maybe, think, maybe necessarily this season, but do you think we'll get to see them at all? Um, probably throughout this, probably at some point in the story. Considering the fact that like now, Fumi thinks he might have seen two of them, like two to three of them, with the wave thing already. But that's well, not confirmed. Well, yet. well, they stated that those people, those heroes, came from a different world, though. Yeah, but the thing is, remember that seven heroes can also come from different worlds. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, but those, but the. A different world not being this world. Of course, in the world, they can't... You know what the hell I'm trying to say? They, they from another world that they're the heroes of, god damn it. <laughs> you know what the hell I'm trying to say? True, true, true. I did forget about it. But uh, I do think we'll get some of them later. Maybe not all of them at the same time, but I do think like it'll slowly work in. Kind of like okay. um how Mushuko teased the, the different... the You know, the the sword, the, the, sword the strongest people. Like the, 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 yeah, the different... Yeah. Kings, I think we'll eventually get to see them, and I mean, we already got to see the Dragon King. Yeah, so like well, eventually, the, God, the different yeah, guys, yeah, for, yeah. So I think we'll get to see uh, the different heroes eventually, mm-hmm. either like as allies or as enemies. But okay. only time will tell. Only time will tell. But so we that's all the stuff we learned from the meeting. The meeting end. Nafumi leaves, and he goes have a little chat with Raftali, who basically tells her. Well, she basically tells him like, "Hey, you could you could be the one to lead this if you just come up with a great plan. We can take the plan back, and nobody will will disagree with you." That's basically what they did. <laughs> they came up with a plan. They went back with the allied forces to it, and uh, it look uh, what it appears to be that they didn't confirm it, but it appears that Nafumi is the, definitely the one in charge now. Mm-hmm. Um, their plan is they're gonna amass a giant force, which they already did. They're gonna instead of letting the turtle come to them, they're gonna go to the turtle. They send up an ambush for it in this um, valley that they found next to a abandoned fortress. Um, it also appears that they're going to use the fortress, like they're going to blow up the fortress to kind of trap and pin the turtle as well, yeah, which that's is what it seems an like. interesting tactic. But um, nonetheless, it's a tactic. And then after that, there's somehow they got to figure out how to, once they do you know, stop the turtle in this tracks and then pin him down, they got to figure out how to cut off his head. Um, they haven't came up with a way to cut off his head yet but i mean i'm pretty sure they'll figure it out and then yeah. the last scene we got from this episode was well two last scenes one we got to see this one weird guy we have unknown guy we haven't met yet that was actually at the lair of the spirit tortoise and then at the end we seen we just hear the spirit tortoise letting off a yell so which basically lets us know that next episode we he mm-hmm. is here. <laughs> but uh, one thing that we did get to find out, like, right before that, like, they showed the dude is apparently that the spirit tortoise, uh, the reason it's now active is that someone who... Broke the uh, seal. Sh- yeah, someone, yeah, someone that should not have that information basically did it. And yeah. that's why Osorai is kind of, like, working with them to stop it, because even she knows that the spirit tortoise is not supposed to be awakened at this moment. Correct. I... So, who... Uh-huh. who I was going to ask, who do you think broke the seal? I was just about to get into that. I was about to say, now that since we, we just got the reveal of the seven heroes today, I, my guess would be one of the seven heroes probably broke the seal for whatever intentions that they have. 
Um, but that's my guess. Though. I think one of the seven heroes did it. Yeah, I was going to say that it's probably one of the seven heroes. And I'm wondering if it's in the fact of like, A, stopping the waves or it might serve two motivations because the guy at the end seemed like he was just a little bit nefarious. I was <laughs> thinking that either A, he's trying to stop the waves or B and B, this might be a way for them to prove. And this could be like a plot to prove that the seven heroes are more capable than the, than the Cardinal than the four. four. Heroes. Yeah. Because... That just seems like something that could have, you know, arisen out of this. The mm-hmm. fact that, like, the four Cardinal heroes are of legend, and we just, like, we've been, well, granted, the one of the main characters is a four Cardinal hero, so we've been known about that reason. But also, they're, like, world famous, while the seven heroes seem to be, like, an afterthought. So, yeah. I feel like, like that could... Like if, like if the Cardinal heroes, if they was a celebrity status, the seven heroes, they're, like, a B or C celebrity mm-hmm. status. <laughs> and which could cause some strife between the two groups, so... <laughs> It's it. It'll be interesting to see like where this all goes uh, as we move forward through uh, this season. I agree. So, do you think? Well, one thing we did, I guess, forgot to mention is that when the spirit tortoise did let out that reach, that screech, um, it was at nighttime when the Allied forces was just chilling and stuff, waiting for the next day to you know. Oh English. yes, that's right. Do you think? I guess with with that being said, that somebody may have tipped off the guy, whoever you know, broke the seal on his spirit tortoise, and that he's just going on a preemptive strike. Well, what's interesting is with that is that it seemed like at the end he was looking over like some crystal ball type thing mm-hmm. situation. So maybe he's able to already saw. Was, yeah, yeah maybe he's able to on. view uh, the situation, and that's why he's like, "Oh, they think they're getting to the jump on me." In fact, <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> yeah, in fact, let me let me show you what's about to happen. You know, because it could. We don't. I'm assuming, based on where we heard the roar, that I guess it's around where the 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 it's allies the, made the that area. camp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not that. Oh, the spirit tortoise actually skipped our camp and went directly for this city that we were. Hey, trying that'll to be wild as shit, though. <laughs> I, I'm. I would assume that it's the first one, only because of like. The, the vicinity of where we heard like the roar, but mm. I, I don't put it past it going past the city. <laughs> be, stuff stuff like that's happened before. That'd be it, wild as shit. They wake up, oh, the tortoise here, and then they look, no, it's not here, it's actually at the city. And that ain't, and that, it, that'll be real part to us. And it, w- and it would cause uh, at least another like amount of strife for now, Fumi, because they... Yeah, because the he country, wanted to do this with no casualties, but now mm-hmm. he already done made it to the city, so now there's yeah, already... And, and they were... And and he already kind of like disrespected a couple of the heads of state, because they were like, yo, just because you a cardinal hero don't mean you can talk to me like this. I'm still a king. <laughs> So, that he did. Yeah, but that was the end of that episode. Issues. So we're going to move on to some dislikes that we have now. And for me personally, um, I guess it was just no action in this episode, which kind of upsets me. But other than that, I don't really have any major dislikes. How about you, McMillian? It, this episode was an exposition dump. Like I'll play it, say it plain and simple. Uh, granted, I understood why Like some of the information was needed, but it, I think a good mark of like storytelling is knowing what you tell and what you show and i felt like some of this could have been shown and that is just like exposition because there was like moments where characters were just talking about things we are like introducing themselves and i was just like what is going on we didn't need all this like i don't know no you know that's a good point because what was what what was the point of that? Like we, they didn't have to show us them that scene right there. Like, at all, just introducing at all. themselves. Like the like the later half at night, that could have been wrapped up with that scene where we get to see all of them like together around that campfire. They could have introduced themselves then; it would have had the same effect. 
But people have. I, no, you're right. You, you're right. So I that's my, that's my thing. I think some of this, some of the fat of this episode could have been trimmed down and like concise more. But now I've been hearing talks that this season might technically be being rushed. Do you feel that way? The way this episode started, I could kind of see it because we end off with Naofumi and them saving like a small town kind of and then immediately we're whisked away to this general meeting with characters we have not met with like leaders we haven't met before and stuff like that to where they were like, oh, a capital city was destroyed. I'm like, where? Because they didn't show, (laughs) there was no shown, there was nothing shown to that in the last episode. So I was like... I, I mean, I get if you say so. I didn't. We didn't get to see it, but I mean, like that. Not everything happens on screen in anime. That's fine. But I could get. I could definitely see where some people are like, "Yo, this feels rushed because it." Do, there are certain parts of it that I feel like we are not seeing, mm-hmm. maybe. And I've heard in certain cases with certain isekais because of like how uh, saturated they are. Because of, for to create a fantasy world, you got to explain a lot and. Sometimes animes will trim the fat off of that. Like, uh, apparently, um, not to get too far off, but like slime, people say, is missing a good portion of its like, uh, downtime, uh, downtime days mm-hmm. from the anime. Like, cause Carabitus or something like that, there was apparently, there was apparently a whole chunk of stuff that is like taken out of the anime. So, I mean, unless it's like, Unless it was like necessary lore that we needed, I don't think it's bad to skip you know, some downtime. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad to trim stuff, but like, so I all I'm just saying is like maybe there are certain small parts that we're missing that we don't know about because we didn't read the the light novels, correct? Or no, the or the manga adaptation. So okay, no, I feel you on that one. All right, well, moving on from there, we're gonna talk about some favorite scenes for this episode, and honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I even have one for this episode here, but I do got one small episode, um, favorite scene for this episode, and it was when um they was doing a montage in this episode. I can't remember exactly was there was I, I remember they were setting up you no know, getting all this stuff together uh-huh. to him to fight the spirit tours, and at the end of it they show Nafumi feeding the the troops and whatnot, and you just see fucking Philo there with this fat ass bowl standing there waiting in line. <laughs> that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> I do remember that. I do remember that. Um yeah, that was a good time. Like, uh, as much as this episode kind of like was not the greatest, at the end, the the little ending half parts were really good. Like, because uh, my favorite scene is actually a little bit either is after that uh, when they're all around the campfire and uh, they're basically kind of explaining their situations to each other. Risha's getting teased about like uh, Ost <laughs> is explaining like you know if you if you like this guy. You you know you gotta you just gotta go and put the moves on them and she like I, you know we can't really talk about that now for me like I guess you is old enough to know what that is <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> that was just hilarious to me because uh, uh, like Philo and Raptalian like immediately have to talk about like after they bring it up was like what is, what are they talking about what you what y'all <laughs> What y'all speaking about right now? It's okay, y'all, y'all too young for this conversation. Y'all don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was basically mine because that was just that was hilarious to me. This I feel you on that. Hundred percent. Well, <laughs> we got <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we're gonna rate this episode now, and mm, sixish, sevenish, somewhere around that ballpark. I was 
So when I wrote my notes, I was feeling generous, and I think I gave it a six. I'm actually think I'm gonna put it at a five. <laughs> it's just, and I'll and I'll hear I'll say why, why I like this anime, and I don't think this was a terrible episode. It was not good, in my opinion, because it was just there were moments like just like I said before, there were moments that could have been put together that could have made this shorter or gotten yeah. us to a more impactful part sooner. But like, cause I feel like I feel like the, the the exposition that we got wasn't even like huge to the lore of the story. Like it was great for the spiritualists, like though, like finding out that oh he he has human familiars, but like we only know of Ost right now, or mm. there could be others, but we don't get to see them necessarily. Cause I feel like that would have been probably interesting or more yeah. interesting was like seeing more than just Ost. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I feel like certain parts could have been more condensed, and we could have got to something. So, like, seeing them, I feel like a better use of this episode might have been seeing them prepare to fight the spirit tortoise instead of, like, them making that the montage part, yeah. you know? No, I, I agree. And, and then, uh, speaking on top of that, like you said, on a situation where they could have a better handled where they, where they showed us stuff and talked about stuff, one of the main, I think, one of the main things they could have did, like you say, for, for instance, they talking about how one of those great nations or cities got destroyed, right? Well, you could have started showing footage of that as we're just sitting here listening to these motherfuckers talk during this long ass meeting. Yes. Like that could that, have been something we you was playing in the background while we're still listening to them right. talk about what we're gonna do for the spirits or Or even like you said, they could have been showing us small steals and frames of different, you know, tortoise familiars that we might not ever get to see, but just see them anyways, just so you know, hey, this is what some of them did look like, you know, something like that. We could have saw yeah. some of that during the meeting and stuff as well. So like yeah. I, I do agree with you. It was a lot of stuff. That they could have did differently with this episode, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I, I'm gonna butt mine down from like a six to a seven to like a five to a six now. Um, so I agree with you on that. I and apologize. this might be like the lowest rated <laughs> episode that we we've had so far on this um, podcast. Yeah, because I feel like I mean, like most, like for instance, most of the shows like they maybe like last season or whatever. If they did have an episode, they kind of did it how you describe it. They showed. Parts of the thing that were kind of like more interested in just us seeing a tape, a group of people at the table talking. <laughs> you know, I, I so that's ju- that's just I, I'm just saying like this episode of anything like I just as much as I like Shield Hero, it just was not the epi- This is not one of the episodes like, I look back on fondly. And because no, this also gets me thinking that hopefully they're not rushing it because they're doing, and I really hope that they're doing a two core thing and not just. 12 episodes for this one season because that were really ups- especially going from 24 episodes for season one to, to going to you know just 12 episodes for season two that we didn't have no giant turtle to fight really just like that <laughs> we did not but, have no giant turtle to fight in season one this is a so, giant uh, moving city basically that we have yeah. to fight and it would be wild to rush that through i i definitely agree so but i mean that's the end of shared hero um, hope like we said earlier, you know, hopefully they're not going to rush this. As of right now, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting the same type of vibes I was getting from season one. Um, so I'm not. I'm not vibing with that. But hopefully, you know, in these later coming episodes, they can start, you know, bringing that back and bring some of that, you know, action that shit that season one was known for. That's really why I fell in love with the series because season one has some good ass action. And it's just good ass plot in general. It, yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, good action, and they and it told. I felt like it told its story very well. It showed a lot, like. A good amount of season one is us seeing how Naofumi dealt with being the, transported to this world. World, yeah, and and then like uh, the disparaging of his name and how like the Shield Hero has a bad like reputation. How he dealt with it, 
And we, it, a lot of times, so now Fumi was going around like, I'm upset. <laughs> and we got to see his, in his actions, like, uh, the way his powers manifested, like the wrath shield and shit like that. Like, and I yeah, feel like it was, maybe, again, it's only the second episode, so correct. hopefully we'll get to it other, but it just, you know, it did, I'm not, it, it, I agree. I'm not getting the same sequential vibes from this season as I did from like the last one. Correct. So we're going to move on to our next anime we have here for today, everybody. Tomodachi Game, episode two. You have a lot to say to me, don't you? And <laughs> yes, they did have a God. lot to say. And I, and I got a lot to say. I'm going to go in a little, a little, a spiel, if you will. Go, go ahead. I'm calling it now. This is definitely going to be a hidden gem of spring. I'm calling it now. I... Episode two, definitely built on what the hell happened to episode one. And it also proved one of my points that was one of your dislikes from your last episode I, was how you don't like how we didn't get <laughs> to learn about none of the, the friends and stuff. And I, I was telling you, were, we're going to learn more about the friends they, throughout, through the games. They, I, and that's I, exactly what's happening. I'll admit, I was I, I won't say I wasn't wrong because I still agree. I still think that they kind of rushed the first episode. But I will say this. I do... I, they are giving us more of the care of the characters as they go. I just wish I would have gotten to see them as good friends before what we're seeing right now. Because my God, <laughs> I, like I have no frame of reference for some of these heel turns that happened in this episode. So I don't, I, I, I don't know how to feel other than damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, but. Going on to our quick summary slash major event. So starting at the beginning of this episode, they you know we finished last. Um, they finished last game, and they pass it. No surprise, because you know we got to keep things rolling. They pass the they pass the game, and the you know we're moving on to the next game. Before we move on to the next game, um, Yuichi tried to you know pull a quick one on everybody. And he was like, "Well, as everybody was walking away, he was like, oh, you know, I got to tie my shoes. I'll catch back up with you.'" He tried to look at the other cards to get a sense of if he was correct or not about like what he was thinking on how like all the cars had the same thing on it. And then before he could read them, like as he's picking up, looking at them and stuff, the fucking text start disappearing because these bastards use disappearing ink. Now this is why, now with that being said, the people running the game are a little bit more, well, we know they're smart, but they're probably even more smarter than we fucking think. When when you saw that scene, Emilia, what what were the vibes that you was getting like? <laughs> I, I'll say this: you could probably guess by my expression. I loved this episode, first off, but the I was like, oh, oh, this is okay. This is like full on mental fuckery. Like you, <laughs> you don't get to you, you even if you're smart enough to try like piece it together by doing like these like for instance, you uh that like uh the people who are in charge of the game that we still don't know fully who they are when yuichi made that like whole speech he gave that was basically like hey i know one of y'all trying to fuck us stop <laughs> hey, like he said what? well i'm gonna let you finish I'm he said like they said oh he's trying to he's trying to get them going okay we we well yuichi's one to look out for and then like later but he they were like that's got not gonna be enough to get out of the f- entire game that's good enough for this though and then he went back and he was like, See, clever, we're clever. And like, it disappears. But the thing is, I'll say this, he, Yuichi still knows something's up because he, you get the semblance that he saw some of the text disappear. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I I was but this is just so good because it's like they they they're thinking ahead of the other people thinking ahead. So it's like you're all you as an audience member are always questioning what the next thing could be because we you're just as lost. Like I'm you're just, just cause as l- lost. L- listen because I I was ready to find out what the fuck the cards actually said too. I was like hell yeah, Tenji. I'm not Tenji. You which you smart as shit. Let's see what's on these damn cards. And then he pulled said nope. You thought. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought, nigga, and I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? But then, um, to touch on the point you just made when you know Yuichi was talking and stuff during the end of the last game, it got it, it, you know, it got me thinking again, like how you know you mentioned that he he was probably you no, know, you you said if it was you, you would deal with that fact after the game, but he said, no, nah, I'm gonna deal with this fact now. <laughs> I mean. Game. I mean, te- oh, well, yeah, his threat technically was dealing with it mid- at, like mid game, but I, I mean, the, when he went to grab those cards, I was like, "This is exactly what I was talking about." Trying to find out who it was after the fact, and unfortunately, we both would have been looking dumb. Me would have been looking dumb about it as well because I was like, "Oh, oh, you bitches!" <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that, that shit was hilarious. But then, so before we start the um the next game, right before Yuichi leaves the room to you know catch up with his friends. Um, Shiho actually comes back into the room to confront Yuichi because she thinks he's the one, he's the actual traitor because she felt like he stole the money because he was poor and whatnot, which is kind of fucked up. But well, he uh basically yeah, he, she thought that uh she had stolen the money and the basically the way he was acting seemed kind of off or whatever to her. But he was like, oh, why didn't you confront me about it? And basically, that's when we get the. What Alice said was, there's a love triangle going on. We get a little bit of basically finding out, uh, we, we get a confession faster than most, in, in most animes where it immediately starts and he's like, okay, well, now I know why she was acting weird. And therefore, I can, he, he now, it seems like he doesn't suspect her as much, but he's do still you, cautious. Do you think she's using that to advantage to kind of, I guess, play I, with you, which is see, mental here, and see, try to get information out of him? Okay, so here's the thing. And this is why I like this episode so much. Because I do think, because before you, I let you go, because I do think she actually does like him because of the flashback that they show in episode one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that she actually doesn't like him, but do you think she's trying to use that to her advantage, though? So here's the thing. I think that she's not trying to use it to her advantage. I, think, I do truly think that she likes him, especially since we found out that her outburst cost her some money. That um, it did. I think she truly does like him, and I think she isn't trying to, I don't think she's the one trying to betray people. The thing is, though, I I also have a tinge of doubt because they framed it so they they're the way they're framing this show and the way like the story is being told. I am just as uh, aware as Yuichi of like I don't trust none of y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I'm cool with y'all, but shit is shady as fuck right now, and I don't know which way to go. Basically, that's how I feel. Like I yeah. I don't. I right now want to say Shiho is not trying to fuck people over, especially when we get into like the later stuff of this episode. But like, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's just like, mm. it, yeah, no, I'm I'm right alone there with you. There's a part of me that's just whatever it is. I don't know what it is about her, but a part of me is just like, keep your eyes on that motherfucker right there. I don't know what it is just yet. But we got to watch her. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
So yeah, they, Yuichi and Shiho they have this conversation, and they know they start to head to the next room. But before they show us what the next game is, we actually get to see that Tenji also stayed behind to eavesdrop on their conversation. So now Tenji knows what they talked about, which also now now we now we got some sus, some suspect on Tenji as well because one he did that, and he also did some weird ass shit in the next game <laughs> that we're gonna get into. But so let's get into it. So. What is the next game? So the next game takes place on the roof of a school building, just like just uh-huh. your, your classic Japanese school roof that y'all you see in all the animes. One of those type of um, um roofs. And I'm just the name of the game. I have it right here in my notes. The name of the game is where did it go? Bad Mouth Sugoroku. And I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Sugoroku is also a regular Japanese game, but this Bad Mouth Sugoroku is just like a twist on the original. Um, game. I could be wrong on that, but from what from reading, watching the episode, that's what no, that's just the feeling mm-hmm. I got from it. Um, and the rules of this game, just gonna go through them real quick. Is the game is played in periods. Each period, you bad mouth someone, you write it down on a bad mouth card in the private room. They have this little little booth up there, a private room booth up there on side on top of the roof as well. Um, once you enter the private room, you can't leave for three minutes. You write as many bad things as you want about each person. You, and you, you also may submit a blank card as well. And uh-huh. you may lie. But however, if the lie is revealed, you will be forced back to the start. The number of spaces you move is determined by the God survey. So um, now, now that we've got the rules out of the way. So basically, on the floor of the rooftop, if you will, there are spaces like a game board spaces with no like a regular game board is with arrows pointing to each space and stuff like that. Yada, yada, you know, makes sense. And um, we also learned that there's actually people watching them play this game, kind of you no know, similar to how you know Squid Game vibes exactly like that. How <laughs> we was um legit Squid Game exactly. vibes. But there's people at home, you know, or wherever they're at watching these people people play these games, and they actually participate. in the viewers, if you actually actually participate in this game, which and they're referred to as the God Survey. So basically, what happens is whoever they no, they write stuff on the bad mouth card, and whoever has the most, I guess, if you feel like you can't trust that person, you will. If you just don't like whatever somebody um, wrote on that card about them, whoever has the highest score actually moves the most spaces. Uh-huh. And we're going to tell you why that's important <laughs> right now. <laughs> so basically, the gist of it was that, the, or at least the quote-unquote tactic that the friends wanted to try to use was that everybody leaves a blank card we all move together on one space up because whoever um this was also the last rule Wh- whoever is left on the board at the end of the game incurs the most debt yeah they incur the most debt so to stop that preventing from happening if everybody's off the you know board once you know the game ends nobody occurs the most debt so their plan was to move one space at a time alone together by nobody writing cars. But however, the kicker is every time they fucking move, move. a space, they There's, lose money. Yeah, it's a condi- Well, it's a condition because one of the spaces they would not get, lose money. I'm sorry, gain debt. Yeah, it's so, and it's it seems to change because one of the condition spaces that somebody hits this episode, uh, Shiho, I believe, actually was like a a net loss. Like you either gain or lose a certain amount. So the conditions are different. It's kind of like Mario Party in a way. Mm-hmm. And we slowly devolve into disaster. Uh Alex mentioned it, but basically Ace mentioned it, but basically uh Tink Tinky? 
Tenji. 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 Tenji is the first person I believe to crack. I don't know if it's there's two people I'm going for. It was either Kokorogi or Tenji. But someone writes something and they were good at first. Then the first debt happened. The first like loss. And then we get the first badmouth card. And it basically focuses on the fact that Tenji and Shiho at one point had a relationship. But Shiho didn't feel like it was. Well, it turns out Tenji, on the other hand, was like, actually, I loved you, I, all, I loved you all along. I always loved you. And you get this soap <laughs> opera moment, and you're like, oh, fuck. I ain't never stopped loving <laughs> you, you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and it slowly, Tenji's reveal slowly devolves the case, because we then find out Shibe, or Makoto Shibe, uh, the 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 person that is public enemy number one of the girl on talk council right now, um, also loves Shiho. We knew that though. We we did, but it was now he said it out loud, and basically they get into an argument on like you know who's better for them and all who be, who's better for her and stuff like that. And, and Yuichi has to break it up. It's like guys, guys, guys. If you like her, stop doing this crazy shit in front of. Her. <laughs> <laughs> and what Lee and, and and I was like, oh shit, oh fuck, it's 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 dissolving because the thing is, this this game is so close to a thing in real life called like the prisoners element, where basically like unless you betray people around you, you won't get out. But the mm-hmm. thing is, in real life, they they solve it all the time. It's just like, all right, let's just work together, just like how they were doing at first. Mm-hmm. And it it's just now it's dissolving. And I was ah oh, fuck, and and. What makes me think it was Tenji, obviously, is A, he stood, he, he, he held back to listen to Ezra. Bet money it was Tenji. I can, I'll, I'll bet money right now it was Tenji. (laughs) And the fact that, like, it led to his big reveal. Also, he was super calm the whole time that was getting read. He, he was too calm. Now, okay, I will say this. It's either Tenji or it was actually Sheha herself. Cause, like I said, it's some, you still gotta keep your eyes on her. So she could have actually leaked information out herself. Okay, so because it's, it's, only two people would have known that uh, either her or him. So it's one so, of them. So, but well, the only other thing I was like, the only other person it could be besides Shiho is Kokorogi, or uh, I don't remember her first name. Uh, the other girl, her. yeah. Well, unless unless Shiho and told her about that, that how that's would you know that's that? so that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I think because she didn't react when it was brought up, and she was like, "Oh, damn." She holds you got all the boys after you. That's crazy. And you <laughs> see wild. and you see in her eyes. That's wild. Like you see her have that that the, the tsundere eyes, like, I'll kill you, bitch. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, okay. We got three crazy people in this bitch. <laughs> Yo, like, no, if I am enjoying the fuck out of this end. Right, boy, that shit was wild as hell. No, I, this shit is this shit is why because slowly every episode has only been two so far, but it's just like one we're learning more and more about each character, and, and then two is just like like you said, the whole premise of the game is like built upon like trusting your friends and, and you know in the in the you know relationship that you built with your friends and stuff like that, and then you know every step that we take, every move and you know stuff that we're going along is just more and more deeper distress that you're feeling it was like damn are these people really my friends can, can i actually really trust these people are we even gonna make it out these damn games it's crazy it's just crazy how good they're illustrating because i feel like if in real life if you put a group of people in this this is probably how it would slowly break that dissolve 100 like no matter how close-knit they are but unless unless they were just 
10 tones down no matter what happened. Like, we're going to yeah. deal with this when we get outside. That's the only way you make them through this. Because, this. like, you know, they, they, they were 10 toes down when they started the game. But then as they saw that not every space was the same amount of debt that you incurred, they got the thing that was like, oh, it's nothing. Because and- <laughs> they, they got their first card that and- was like minus 500,000. They looked, they was like, it's not the same amount. <laughs> yeah, was and- like, of course, why would it be? Yeah, and 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 as, obviously, as one person broke, everybody else started broke to the point where, like, we find out something super interesting about Shio, and that's the fact that apparently she had went through plastic surgery, and it seems Shio is extremely upset. Probably wouldn't be the right word, but guarded, maybe about this information because her reaction to like Shibe finding it out is like very like yeah. What of it? <laughs> we can't. What, we not. We can't be friends because it happened. It's like, like she's very like on the no. attack now that someone has said this, which adds a layer of like, yo, what? I wonder what happened that caused that, that caused you to have to get the, the surgery because she had been a bad exit or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And two, what? Uh, what does this mean for the group now? Because this is obviously something you didn't want to come out at all. Like based on how she reacts, this is she out for blood now. Mm-hmm. And it is making this game hella more intense. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get to the, the last scene we have here for the show, and then I'm going to ask a question. So for the last scene that we have here for the episode is we, we saw our girl, Yutori, how McMillan was mentioning how she was talking to she and she was like, you know, you get all the guys like you, huh? Even Yuichi like you. He, <laughs> he was like, hopefully, then she started talking about, like, you know, hopefully Yuichi doesn't like you back and stuff like that. Y'all know this dog. And she just has this fucking, you know, like he said, this fucking look in her eyes. Bitch, try me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we, we skip from that to just, um, the, the rest of the guys just talking about, you know, the game and stuff like that to the very last scene where Yutori just, out of nowhere, it just breaks the fuck oh, down crying. and just starts screaming, crying, and yelling mm-hmm. and shit like that. And I'm just like, the fuck is wrong with oh, this girl? Yeah, exactly. What just happened? <laughs> did she ho say something to her to make her act like this? Or did this? We don't know what the hell happened, but she just broke down. But I digress from that. But the question I wanted to ask you was do you think the God survey, quote unquote, has more of a role to play than just voting. Do you think that maybe they're also actually writing down some of this stuff on these cards? Because, oh, you know, oh, because the people time. that um know that big are running time. the game, I'm pretty sure that they know a lot about the people that they bring in to play the game. So it wouldn't be far fetched for them to know information I'll, on them and to write you know stuff down on the cards. I'll say okay, I'll say this: even if it's not the people running the game, it'll mm-hmm. have later repercussions in the other games. After they get out. Because somebody's going to be like, who the fuck wrote that shit about me? Or who said this? <laughs> or or why did you say this? Because, like, there's no way, like, this does not... This game specifically, like, last game, I was like, ah, shit, this going to carry... This going to carry for, like, the rest of the time they're here. This one, this going to stick to the ribs. Because there's no way people are going to take you revealing their secrets lying down easily. So... Yeah. Even if it's not like the people running the game, it's definitely gonna have. Even if they decide not to use it, like the people running the game, it's in it's in their brains already. Like this is going to be something to care because, like, let the like next game be somewhere like they have to save each other. I mm. remember you wrote that shit about me last time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Fuck about it here. <laughs> like, 
I don't know, but it's I I I could see them using the information, taking the information that they have given them so far and using it later. It's definitely it's a loaded gun situ- type situation, and it's getting real good. Y'all know, like this this is getting real good. Like every, this episode definitely made me glad that we that we picked this for one of our lineups. But yes, it's getting real good, and I don't know. I just feel like maybe they're somebody else is writing information down on these cars as well and maybe it's not just the I, no, I could be wrong it could just be you know just the friends writing actually just writing stuff on just down on the cars but something about it just making me feel like there's a third force intervening um so that, that's just my little hunch it, i could be totally it wrong could, though it could be i mean they had technically there were the the people running the game were interfering in the first one so it's not too far to say that it could be a theme that runs throughout We'll just have to wait and see. Correct. So um, we're going to move on to some dislikes for this episode today. And I... nothing. I'm, I'm and enjoying su- myself. Sue me. I have the same way. <laughs> <laughs> sue me. I had same way. Same way. Just like I said, the only thing I could even remotely say, and it's not even about the episode. It's just like I said before, we didn't really get a chance to see them when they were all like type the thickest thieves really and maybe and i just feel like maybe it would add, it would just add more weight to it i don't think it would deter my enjoyment i probably enjoy it more honestly but they're i think they're doing a good job with how they're setting it up right now so yeah, yeah. Um, like i said i'm enjoying the hell out of myself so going from their favorite scenes i so two of them are kind of uh <laughs> are kind of like intertwined okay. uh Yuichi coming out of the gate on 10. <laughs> the beginning of this episode, just like, I'm not here for none of that shit no more. I loved. Because I was like, yes. He said, my boy was like, I'm straight here for toxicity. He's like, I am getting to the bottom of this shit regardless. That, that, that's what we needed. If we needed anything, that is what we needed. So would you... Speaking on the exact scene, would you have done the same thing that Yuichi did, or would you have waited till the game was over with? Probably would have done the same thing. I say, it's try you try because, in my opinion, if we're going to deal with this bullshit, and if I am, and if I don't have a reason to suspect the person after me, I'm gonna try and do my very best to make sure that we all end up equally. Because fuck you, motherfucker, whoever you are, fuck you. yeah i mean yeah i don't know if i would necessarily would have done it mid-game like that but definitely after the game would have been like all right motherfuckers which one which one did you is it because one of y'all playing with me and we're not finna we're not finna we finna get this together right now either way it needed to happen i just think the one doing it mid-game is a little bit more like clever because it's like oh you can roll that out as a joke or something you know what yeah i'm gonna take but i'm gonna touch upon this on our episode right now but my other favorite, my other favorite, my favorite scene from this was basically after that scene where Yuichi and Shoho was talking, and right before they cut to the next game, you you just see the boy continue just. Oh yeah, because you like I forget you. Yeah, it's like one of your favorite things in anime is the he just he just chilling in the cut and you just see him push up the glass. That was I'm not gonna lie. While that was not one of my favorites, that was a good suspense moment because I was like, why the what's going on with oh. It was really good. Um, so my last one is uh, basically something I mentioned during the episode, which was Kokorogi showing us that glimpse 
of the crazy bitch inside her. Because <laughs> up until that point, I was like, okay, well, whoever wrote this, Tenji is obviously the one who wrote this note. There's no doubt in my mind. Because no one else got no beef with her. And then here this little innocent bitch come and like, well, actually, Jay, I'm insane. I was like, <laughs> all right. So now I have to watch everybody. Because at first I'm like, okay, these are the people I, that I most likely suspect. And then she come out of my peripheral and just right here, focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It- if if I had least suspicions on anybody, it definitely would have been Yutori. But then, like you said, she just gave you that look and you're just like, okay, well, where the fuck is this coming from, Yutori? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the hell was wrong with you? Um, so I definitely got my eyes on her a little bit more than I probably she probably didn't really jump my suspicions list as of yet. Um, but definitely she got some points yeah, on the suspicions got, list. Though. I'm, I'm watching her now. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And then I don't know if I can really count this as well i'm gonna count it anyways um the moment where they with the friend group realized that all the spaces weren't the same amount of debt that you was gonna incur because <laughs> right before that you saw them like they step on they step on the first space and they was like oh we lose debt and then you saw you see you count up all the money that they'll lose mid-game and stuff like that by the end of the game it's like you know we'll lose such and such this much if we make it to the end and then they step on the next one and it's not the same amount that he looks like the fu- you know that that Mr. Krause me <laughs> just start looking around like what? Whoa, wait a minute! No, wait I was a minute. like, yeah, yeah, boy, you thought, you thought <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, no, thought. that was that was a good one too because it was just like, oh, this is a, oh, so this is the game. Yeah, man, yeah, you thought, yeah, and that that was it, at, in that moment right there. Let me know, and I was, I was like, yeah, we finna get down to some shit now because somebody gonna somebody gonna crack. And I, I knew after that, after, like I said, after that second step, somebody was going to crack. And boy, did somebody crack. And we got to, <laughs> to the, 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 Every, the nitty gritty. Everything boy. started breaking down. Yep. Hell yeah. But uh, you got any other favorite scenes? All right, no, that was it for me. Sounds good to me. We're going to go ahead and rate this bad boy. And I got to give it a solid eight. I'm going to give it a solid oh, eight. Same. Same. A solid eight. Nothing more, nothing less. This, um, Like I said, at the beginning of this, um, when we started talking about Tomodachi game, we, we're slowly starting to learn more and more about each of the each friend from the group. I'm loving that. You're starting to grow your own suspicions for like different characters. And like the show gives you a reason to like one person might, you know, out of everybody watching the show and stuff like that. Other people might be suspicious of a different of a certain other person, but, you know, for certain reasons or something like that. So. It just gives you. I, I like that aspect because you know anybody, somebody could be like, "Oh, I don't like Shiho. I'm, I'm watching her." Then another person be like, "Oh no, some sums up with that change you got. You never trust a motherfucker with glasses." So you just. Always, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> I love that aspect of the show of it right now, and it gives me. And I, I know I said this earlier. It gives like a such a, um, what's the name of it? Um, Squid Game vibe, but it also gives me another Netflix anime vibe. It's called Alice in Borderland. I don't know if you ever watched that, but watch that shit. And if you ever watched Alice in Borderland, you will understand why I say it gives the same vibes. Because Alice in Borderland is also it's very similar to Squid Game, where like you have a group of people that comes together and play games and stuff like that. But in some of the games, they have you turn on each other and shit like that. And man, <laughs> it gets that shit gets crazy in that show. And, and I'm, I'm getting that same type of vibes from this show as well. I'm like I said, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far from Tomodachi Game. Really, really solid in the man. I'm enjoying the fuck out of it right now. Um, I can't say much more than that. It's yeah, this episode was really solid and just like 
my my previous point with last episode one the my, on one dislike is slowly being addressed. Where I'm getting to learn more about them. It's just I I do wish we could have seen what they were like before stuff started breaking down. So do you think so? Basically, episode one should have been them us seeing them how good of a friends they are, and just basically so, like in the episode with them getting kidnapped or something like that. But maybe it's just uh, like. Maybe a little bit more flashback. It, it, I don't know how much time they had to spend on it, but the thing was like, the thing is, all I know is that from what you told me that you're good friends, but I don't get to see any of that. Yeah. So I, I feel like, cause I feel like with this whole like, oh shit, people are turning on us feeling, I can also get like a little bit of heartbreak cause I'm just like, mm. you know, cause like, used uh, to be so good friends. Yeah. Was a, like for instance, ALT, we got to see the, the, the breakdown of their friendships was like, oh, Damn, but it also had like a little bit more weight because we got to see what made them such good, good friends, friends in you know the I mean? first they, place. They was so you know fighting for their lives out there against Titans. Yeah, shit. so it's just it, it's just I feel like a little bit of that could have would have been appreciated. But regardless, I think they're doing a great job of what they have left. Um, before we move on to our next one, I gotta make this a part of the thing when we watch Tomodachi. Do you <laughs> still think it's Makoto? Ah, that's a good ass. That that's a good ass question. I. I'm st- I'm gonna stick with them for right now. Yeah. I-, I definitely do have my suspicions of other people and shit, but it wasn't enough to make me feel like okay, maybe you was the motherfucker with that just yet. So I'm still on my pick as of right now. I'm gonna stay with Makoto because fuck him as of right now. I, just, I I'm gonna stick I, with him. I I'm I'm not switching. Tenji is slowly getting on my radar as far <laughs> as the person who started this whole bullshit, but. I'm I'm still thinking it's Makoto. I'm a stick yeah. Makoto. There's something about him still says like you, he was the one that started this, especially with right. how emotional he got from finding out that other people that other people liked certain people. Like I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you you are a very emotional acting person. Uh, yeah, I'm just listening. He he as as of right now he is still growing on talking council suspect number one. All right, mm-hmm. that, this episode didn't change that, but this episode definitely raised some suspicious levels on other people. But suspect number one is still that motherfucker yep. right yep. there, Makoto. Mm-hmm. Um, now he 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 ain't got demoted just yet. I'm <laughs> he's still number one in my books. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question because I think, yeah, I know. like I said, we gonna, we're gonna keep that question going until this season is over and it, it, or until we get an answer. Because hopefully, I don't know how long. This the manga was, which will give us like an insight on how long we'll be seeing this anime. But it's pretty good, and I think we'll, we found a sleeper hit for the season because I don't see I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about it. I mean, well, I'm, as the as the weeks like the second week are going by, I have been starting to see it get 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 traction in the community a little bit more. So th- people are definitely starting to you know pit view in and you know well, catch that well hopefully this will be like well i won't say it'll probably be as big as uh ranking of kings but hopefully it'll have some effect like that where it started off slow and then as it goes more people get it because it's good i yeah, this is no it, it's a good one it, yeah. it is definitely a good one but uh um, so uh, we're gonna move on to our last anime for today everybody mm-hmm. spy motherfucking family episode <laughs> two secure a wife so, thank you the secure wife episode two secure a wife and once again, before I start this episode, I gotta say it as well. I'm enjoying the fuck out of Spy Family. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I'm 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 loving this slice of life comedy as, slash anime. I'm 
I'm all I'm here. I'm I'm here for it. As a person who, like I said, started the manga list very early and forgot has forgotten most of it, I am refalling in love with this series all over. This episode had me cracking the fuck up. I fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking hilarious. So we're gonna go ahead, as always, give our quick summary slash major events for this episode. So this episode um, we come to the realization that Twilight is looking at, he's, you know, reading the same paper that came in the mail yesterday saying how he has to find a wife for the family event, not the family event, for the school event, the school interview. And he was mm-hmm. like, damn, I can't believe they actually require both parents right now. Uh, but nonetheless, he was like, I got to go survey my options. Immediately after that, we flip the script, switch scenes till we see some young ladies talking in a little, um, Department store, not or, department no break store. room. Break, break room. room. Thank you. I was trying to think of the name of the room. A break room, if you will. They're they're just fixing coffee and just you know having work, you no know, work chatter. You know how that goes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we got introduced to our who will come later to be at about in this episode, the wife of the family, Yor. Um, so we we see her, Yor. She's talking with the friend group, and they mentioned how one. It, I will say this: the most important thing that came out of that conversation from the break room is that how. Um, some women inside the city has been are being outed as spies because they don't have men in their lives and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is kind of fucked up. Like, why does I mean, me having a man not <laughs> count counts me as a spy? A spy. Like, I yeah, don't, no. I don't understand. But uh, it's based on like I guess the uh, since this is a somewhat yeah, it's based somewhat in the past. The whole thing of like, oh, if you're above the age of twenty five, that's usually like marrying age for was was for people like a while like way back even even kind of bleeds over into today so like for them it's like oh you're a good looking woman and you're not married jail (laughs) (laughs) jail (laughs) jail so uh we so we basically find out that yours is in a situation where like damn she has to find somebody as well not only for her co-workers because she was invited to this party and she basically said i'm going to be introducing my boyfriend to them, but also because uh, later on in the episode, we see your talk to her brother and he's on her case about like, Hey, I want to take this promotion at work, but if I do, I'm not going to be able to see you as much. I got to wait basically till you find a husband. So yours like, I'm not going to hold my little brother back. I'm so she lies and says, I actually have a boyfriend, even though it was funny because just a couple of sentences ago, she was like, I don't have anybody. I'm interested. <laughs> but they don't question it at all. <laughs> they just keep yeah. going. <laughs> but before we go too far deep into this, um, when I started, when we first got introduced to Joy, you know, she was sitting there basically having a conversation with her with her um, brother, stuff like that. I was just listening. I was like, something about her seems familiar. And, I, and, it, and it hit me. And I was like, that's the voice actor of Anju. And I went and confirmed it. It is most definitely the it voice is? actor of Anju. It oh, is. Wow. Yeah. Because I, I was listening. I was like, her voice sounds so familiar. And it, it just hit me. I was like, that's Anju right there. Like, I, I can hear it. That's fucking Anju. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at, look, look at, she just, hey, I, that, that, that whole voice cast for 86 deserves to be booked and busy. So I'm glad to hear it. But, uh, Correct. Yeah, so we go through the events of this episode where basically we find out that Yor is like, oh, she also needs a person. And then we get to the plot twist. Or or maybe not the plot twist. <laughs> the thing that connects our characters. Um, Yor gets a call from this man called the Shoe Cleaner or Keeper. I can't... Yeah, I believe it's Shoe Cleaner. Regardless... I think it was uh, Shopkeeper. Shopkeeper? Like shopkeeper. Okay, Shopkeeper. My bad. I 
skimmed it real fast. I didn't. I didn't write it down, but I think it was shopkeeper. Shopkeeper. Uh, and basically, the shopkeeper refers to you as the Thorn Princess, and that she has work for her. And you're like, huh? Okay, another spy. No, an assassin. Because <laughs> she show up to some governor's house or some like political person's house, and she Ooh, a hotel room, hotel room, and cleans it out. Cleaned out, and I, when I saw that, I was like, "Okay, you know what? What are you like? You say she turned out to be an assassin. She pulled up on. First of all, she took out the first two guards that was at the door, like it like it wasn't shit. Got her little thorn needle, if you will, weapon. I guess that's why she's called the thorn princess. All just covered in blood, and she was like, "I've come to kill you. Would you would you do me the honor of allowing me to kill you?" And I'm yeah. Just like, all right. That's, that's so crazy. That's, I know a crazy motherfucker when I see that's one. <laughs> yep. And uh, immediately after, she's like, oh, damn. So after she gets done, it seems like she had like no problems. But she, unfortunately, in her mission, ripped her dress, uh, which leads to our two main characters meeting and basically having the most awkward of interaction with each other that is saved by Anya. And boy, when I tell you this, Anya is... I'm tell- calling it now. Aya is the best character <laughs> of the spring season. <laughs> By God. Like, um, no, that the- shit was hilarious. Yeah, the way she pushes them together is basically like in their head, they're both like, oh, I can't, I can't. Uh, this person has a child, uh, is what yours thinking. I can't, you know, become a homewrecker. But also at the same time, she's like, that will re- result in a woman trying to kill me. I mean, granted, I just kill it first. <laughs> I, the whole time I is this is like whoa what the fuck <laughs> and Lloyd's like I don't know if I can really get her involved in this spy thing and then I is like alright well y'all need help and she just goes like I need a mommy I'm so sad without a mommy mommy please <laughs> fucking hilarious oh shoot which leads to them basically being like okay well I uh, Lloyd explains basically he needs uh, he, his, that his, he comes up with the story that his wife died two years ago and but he wants to get his daughter into a school that was like her dying wish. And you're like, yeah, I I can uh basically masquerade as your wife. Um, but I need like a boyfriend to come to me with my work party, so my brother can get off my back, and so my coworkers can stop suspecting me and stuff as well. So hilarious. Uh, basically they agree um to basically go to the party together, and then you know go to Lloyd's like interview. Um, but Lloyd uh. Uh, while out shopping, uh, gets message from like his spy agency saying like, "Hey, you need to retrieve like these art artifacts on Saturday," and <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, and basically that leads to the second time we get to see spy action within the show, and <laughs> it results in <laughs> Lloyd getting messed up so much before the party that he shows up, um, late. Basically leaving Yor by herself for a while, and then she she shows up and immediately announces the whole party. I am Lloyd Ferger, on uh yours what uh, your husband, and it's like oh, fuck. <laughs> he, which leads he to jumped the gun, he jumped yeah. the gun. Because he, he was he was supposed to be masquerading as a boyfriend. He came in was like I'm her husband. And everybody was like I didn't know you had a husband. You said we had a boyfriend. <laughs> And it basically leads to your having to come up with not your um Lloyd having to come up with some more lies about you know, he was like oh yeah you know this is my second divorce it was it, it was probably kind of hard for her to bring it up and stuff like that yada this yada that uh-huh. and but the the lady who's 
house it is slash party is, she's basically not having none of that shit. For whatever reason, she don't really like you. Right? I guess she probably feel like she's more pretty to her or something. Yeah, like that. something. Like, for whatever reason, she don't like her. She was on ten and, with that girl. <laughs> yeah, she was on ten. And so she she tried to end up embarrassing her. She tried to throw basically a, a plate, which is a kind of a fucked up way because you, you also could have gave this girl second degree burns by that. But she tried to throw a fucking hot plate of food on this on this lady, but it didn't work out. You're basically caught it with a leg. Spider Man kicked that shit. Mm-hmm. If you ever seen Spider Man one from Tobey Maguire, she basically did this did some shit similar to that and caught the the tray of food and was like, yeah, you know. Got to be more careful, you <laughs> young girl, and shit like that. And after that, they end up leaving, and we get to the the last scene scenes of the show, which I I I wasn't ready for this at all. They fucking as they're heading home, or as I assume Lloyd was heading home to take your home. The the same motherfuckers that was stopping trying to stop Lloyd at the fucking art gallery or whatever pop back up pop back up on his ass and now they're in a car chase. We go from a car chase to them being in the alley being chased by thugs with guns and shit and it is going down. down. And the whole Lloyd time you're trying, you're, you're, you're is like oh Lloyd uh, should you uh, be doing this because Lloyd has told you that he's a psychiatrist. He's like you know behavioral th- you know. Uh, trauma therapy is really good. So, you know, I, I just, this is just how we work things out. And they're, they're going through a psychotic episode. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and now that you brought that up, you, she can't fucking truly believe that he is still a psychiatrist by the end of that it's, scene because they, Okay, the first two motherfuckers, it was okay because they just got fucking, you know, fists and pipes and shit. All right, maybe. Psychotic break. All right. But by towards the end, all these motherfuckers got grenades and guns and shit. Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. What kind of, what kind of psychotic kind of break, break is this? Exactly. But the thing is, you're already has shown to be somewhat of an airhead, which I guess is perfect for Lloyd because he's like, hey, you won't you question my job. I won't question yours. We good. And so through the... Through the whole like chase scene, Lloyd's trying to apologize, but yours also trying to tell him at the end is like, "Hey, um, I think we should get married. It would be beneficial for me and for you." And they basically, uh, it, it ends with this really like funny slash cute moment of Lloyd like, "Oh shit, I lost the ring, um, from the art gallery that he was gonna from the basically like the art uh thief gallery thing that he was mm-hmm. gonna get to her." So he finds a grenade, takes the pin out does a whole, like, will you marry me speech type thing, throws a grenade, blows up the bad guys, and puts the ring on her finger. And it just... That's the episode. <laughs> that, that was some wild shit. But, oh... Uh, <laughs> that's some wild shit. So I know we're going to get deeper into this episode during our favorite scene, so before we do that, we're going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. Any dislikes no. for this young no. man? No, not at all. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> the episode the episode ended is a dislike i guess <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page I, I don't once again i don't have any dislikes for this i'm enjoying the thoroughly enjoying the hell out of this anime it is both funny comedical and it, it even has small little action moments in it that just makes it even a, a lot better so i mean mm-hmm. i'm i'm here for everything that spy family is bringing right now and i'm a, i'm alone for the journey i'm alone for the ride so we're going to talk about some of our favorite scenes and I think I got like maybe two or three, but definitely at least two. So talk about my first one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the first one was when um, Lloyd had to go on his mission to steal the stuff from the art gallery. And they you see him and um, the other guy, the I can't remember what his name was, but the guy who was running the shop that Lloyd always goes to for information and stuff yeah, his, like that. His guy they're, in the chair, I forget his name. Yeah, as well. they're running out of the fucking um 
the warehouse being shot at by thugs and shit, and you just see Floyd start counting these motherfuckers like, oh, it's about, I think it's, it was 30 plus. I don't know exact numbers, but oh. I know it was 30 plus. He was I, like, it's 30 plus of them. I, I, I can't, but it's no longer than 10 seconds on each of them. And he just fucking starts <laughs> going in on all of them as they're rushing him and shit like that. But the reason why it was so fucking funny is because I, I, <laughs> it's like they fucking dumbed down the animation or some shit. Yeah. And you just see fucking bo- like rag dolls fucking flying everywhere and yeah, shit. It was taking everybody out. Taking everybody out with ease. And it was just, yeah, it was a really good, that was a good one. Um, it was fucking hilarious. You so, just see fucking bodies just piled up on top of each other <laughs> yes. shit as he's taking was, them out and shit. Yeah. It was just fucking hilarious. Some Looney Tunes shit, truly. Uh, my favorite scene. So I technically had two, but I'll just say one because we talked about the other one. Uh, it was one of them was Lloyd's proposal. My other favorite scene was when Yor was at the party. She was like, "Ah oh, man, everybody's gonna be like questioning me about my boyfriend and thing. It would be so much easier if I just killed them all here." And I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute!" And but she was like, "But that would be, hard. but the cleanup would be harder to like explain than anything." And I was like. I, I, I love this woman. <laughs> like, that's your thought process? Like, God damn. You are insane, but this is hilarious. I was like, I love, I, I, I forgot how much I liked Yor as a character. Oh, no, she's fucking ridiculous, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, she is ridiculous. And then I'm glad you brought that scene up because my favorite scene, and it also my other favorite scene is actually dealing with Yor. At the beginning of the episode when she was talking to the shopkeeper. Like the whole, well, before she was talking to the shopkeepers, you know, she was talking to her brother and all that. And she just, you know, she was just chilling, had this you know, little lackadaisical look on her face and everything while she's talking to her brother, all worried and shit. But then the shopkeeper calls and he was like, I, I got to play for you. And you just see her whole facial expression change, like, was good. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm like, yep. That's a crazy motherfucker right there. <laughs> I, that, 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 I don't, I don't need to see nothing else. That right there let me know. That's a crazy motherfucker right there. <laughs> it's like, we got, ladies and gentlemen, we got one right here. <laughs> we got him. We got one. But yeah, that, that that right there, I was like, yeah. Because yeah, no. it, it just let, from when I saw that, it just let me know what, what the fuck we was finna get into. I was like, okay, we finna get, we finna get into some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Spy Family is a roller coaster of epic proportions, and I'm, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> Uh, any more favorite scenes? Uh, no, that was it for me. You had any more? Uh, just a very, very small one. Um, as they're ru- when Lloyd and Yor are running through the alley, running away from the goons that Lloyd was fighting earlier, there was this one scene where Lloyd was taking out a couple of them, but then one snuck up on him on his back, and he <laughs> and oh, Lloyd and- comes out of nowhere and fucking sidekicks the shit out his ass. And he was like, oh, she's skilled. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't be doing it. These are your patients. And I was like, she still thinks this is therapy. I, I just, <laughs> I ain't no way she thinks these are. Man, listen. <laughs> oh. You gotta love her. You gotta love her. This, this oh, beautiful, man. crazy woman. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it, and she sent old boy flying like gone. that man was gone. Like mm-hmm. one kick, and that's all it took. My boy was out of there. And we so we're gonna go ahead and rate this bad boy as well. And I'm at least give it a solid eight as well. But I can definitely bump it up to a nine. But yeah, it's definitely I, an eight in my books. Either way for me as well. This is this is a really well paced, funny ass episode. It, it, either eight or a nine. Honestly, it's just super entertaining show. I'm loving everything I'm getting from it. 
Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm loving everything. And then one of the main things that I, I realized I'm going to also enjoy about it is like, so these, your and Lloyd haven't told each other, you know, what their job efficiency is because you fucking can't. Like, I'm a, she's a fucking assassin. She's a fucking spy. You don't go around telling people, uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. So it's going to be, you know, funny to see how they interact with each other like while Lloyd goes out on spy missions like when he comes back you know what's his good excuse is gonna be and then the same thing for you like when she goes out on assassins and stuff like what's her excuse to be like to go out of the house and shit like that and it's gonna be it's gonna be funny not only that but Anya the shit Anya's gonna get up to reading these people's minds crazy we have honestly perfect recipe for a comedy show my God! Perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect. It is like this is, this shit is gonna be hilarious because I'm probably assuming at one point or another that some way or somehow the missions are gonna intertwine with each other. Don't know how just yet, but maybe one of yours, yours person that she got assassinated somehow deals with a person from Twilight's missions, and they're gonna meet up in a mission where they be like, "Motherfucker, I thought you was at the house." Eventually, <laughs> yeah, eventually, I'm pretty sure they're gonna cross, but I. The anime, uh, comedy animes have a funny way of like having that work out in a way that nobody finds out. So I can't yeah. wait to see how that goes down. But, um, but no, yeah, no, I'm gonna join the hell out of this one. Yeah. Um, any other things you would like to say about this episode of Spy Family before we head on out of here? It just makes me excited to see what the rest is coming. That's about it. <laughs> just really makes me excited. So to see I guess at what point, I, I, uh, so I do want to know. How much of this did you read up on? Like, at what point? I, see, here's the thing. I I does. think I did a decent amount because I I remember Anya being in school, and mm-hmm. I remember uh, meeting. Uh, there was a there are chapters where it's just about her in school and dealing with her friends and like trying to befriend uh the boys like the senator's son or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember like the events or exactly like what order stuff is in. Like it's been a it's been that long since I've read it. So I, just, I I have bits and pieces. Like I remembered your, I remembered mm-hmm. her name. I just didn't remember exactly how this whole thing went, and that's why it was okay. still so funny to me. But and it's a good series. I might get back to. I might not read it again because we're, we're we're you know reviewing it, and I want to be just as surprised by stuff. But I might start <laughs> just buying the manga again because I might start buying the manga because I'm collecting it, and the art for Spy Family is really good as well. So. How many volumes you got so far? I don't have any. I'm saying like I oh. might start back. I mean, what you, you got? Well, not back. Sorry, I, I was reading it online when it first came. Okay, out, like my chapters. Okay, so I don't yeah, have any. So you physical said you was reading online. Oh, okay, so you just reading online. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, Before yeah. they had like physical copies. So Physical. Okay, so they actually got physical copies out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, it was very early on, but uh, yeah. So okay. I think no. yeah, that sounds good to me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, like I said, I keep saying it over and over again, but I'm thoroughly enjoying the hell out of Spy Family. Um, Anya, like, I, I do agree with you. Anya's probably going to be, you know, top character of the spring season. That girl right there, she's a trip, and <laughs> she's also fucking hilarious. And now and now she has two parents to fucking go on adventures and stuff with, so can't wait to see what the hell she oh, gets into. Especially chaotic, chaotic energy all throughout this <laughs> house. Correct. Well, all right. Well, you can go ahead and don't take on someone out of here then, McMillian. All right, guys. As always, appreciate you guys for watching slash listening. If you guys are on YouTube, you know, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. Comment on, like, what you thought was interesting from this past week. or uh, And let us know, you know, some of your thoughts on, like, the animes. Uh, for my audio-only listeners, you know, be sure to 
follow us, uh, like, and leave a review. Uh, get the word out and stuff like that. Um, as always, guys, you can find us on our social media at Garn Otakus on Twitter and at Garn Otaku Council on Instagram. Um, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Appreciate you for coming. Meeting adjourned as always. Peace.